From the Financial Times in London, I'm Andrew Parker and this is FT News. Alitalia, the Italian airline, on Tuesday collapsed into administration in a process that will likely either lead to its sale or liquidation. The move follows years of difficulties for Alitalia, which were supposedly solved when the deep-pocketed Abu Dhabi carrier Etihad Airways became the Rome-based airline's largest shareholder in 2014. Joining me on the line to discuss the collapse of the 70-year-old airline and its implications are our Rome correspondent James Politi and Deputy Head of Lex Jonathan Eli. James, what do you think precipitated Alitalia's decision to file for administration? Well, the immediate event that precipitated the decision was that Alitalia's workers on Good Friday, April 14th, voted to reject the company's latest restructuring plan, which had been negotiated with the unions and involved some significant cuts to salaries, personnel, and other costs. And that vote was critical because Etihad, the major investor, and the two banks, Intesa and Unicredit, had said that approval of that restructuring plan was the condition for a new 2 billion euro financing package. That is now out the window, and so Alitalia was going to essentially be insolvent. Right. I mean, this airline, as I understand it, has been running up losses for years, so it really hasn't had a good outlook for a long time. What do you think happens now with the company in administration? Do you think there are any plausible buyers? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, there are a number of names that are floating out there at the moment, from Lufthansa to... Qatar Airways, even Ferrovia dello Stato, the state-owned railway. But I have to say, it's hard to see how a potential buyer would go after Alitalia unless there's some very clear commitments to change its cost base and its business model. Otherwise, the same problems are likely to surface again. Yes. And if a buyer can't be found, will there be pressure, do you think, on ministers to throw the airline yet another financial lifeline? So the Italian government has ruled out nationalization. It's extended a bridge loan of 600 million euros, which is intended to last for about six months. And it has said that that's going to be it. So there's going to be no other lifeline. What happens in six months is hard to tell. Most Italians, according to polls, are quite comfortable with Alitalia going into liquidation. But the pressure of having such a major crisis on the government's hands right before a potential general election, which is due in the winter, could mean that there will be pressure for the government to do something. Do you think this opinion polling suggesting that Italians would be willing to see the airline go bust, is that a change of view from the past, do you think? Well, I think in a way it is. I think a lot of Italians are fed up with bailouts. We've seen it with the banks and Alitalia workers are not necessarily seen with huge sympathy across Italy because they're often portrayed as part of a protected caste almost who are sort of surviving outside the rules of the market and are too privileged. That's not necessarily reflecting the reality of today, though it probably is reflecting the reality of the past. But still, I don't think there's a huge level of popular support for Alitalia and its workers, though it remains a big symbol of Italian excellence in a way and global standing. So I think it would be quite a big symbolic blow if it were to be liquidated. What about the attitude of Matteo Renzi, who's just been re-elected leader of the Democratic Party in Italy? He, of course, was prime minister when the 
Etihad investment took place in 2014. What's his attitude to Alitalia now? Renzi has said that he is going to come up with his own plan for saving Alitalia in the next month or so. We don't know what that is exactly. Italian media has speculated that, indeed, he does not want Alitalia to go bust. I think he feels a certain level of responsibility and pride in keeping Alitalia afloat. Um, The question is how he does it and whether he would want to put some government money into an eventual rescue. People have said that he might be interested in talking to the Qataris about it, but I think it's all sort of conjecture at this point. The government has said that the sale process will begin in two weeks' time, and so we'll see what happens then. Jonathan, let's talk about some of the broader repercussions of this. Do you think, among other things, it tells us that Europe has far too many airlines? I think that Europe has too much capacity. Whether that's the same thing as having too many airlines is a moot point. The last time a big national flag carrier got into difficulties like this was probably in 2001 when Swissair went to the wall. Now what happened there is that the government stepped in, there was a period of restructuring and recapitalising and eventually Swissair, or Swiss as it became known, was sold to Lufthansa. But 10, 15, 16 years ago, it was a long time ago in aviation terms. I mean, back then, Ryanair and EasyJet had about 120 aircraft between them. Now they have over 600. The skies in Europe, especially in short haul, are very crowded, and they're crowded by operators whose unit costs are very much lower than Alitalia's. I think if I were Carsten Spohr at Lufthansa, or if I were Willie Walsh at IAG, I would be looking at this and secretly feeling quite relieved If Alitalia does go into liquidation, it does two things. Basically, it takes some capacity out of routes within and to and from Italy. And secondly, it sends a message to workers for legacy airlines everywhere in Europe that the good times are not yet rolling again and that it's still very competitive. Both Lufthansa and IAG, to a lesser extent, but also certainly Air France, have had bitter disputes with cabin crew and with pilots in recent years, mostly over salaries, but also over pensions and working conditions. And Alitalia getting into these difficulties just reinforces the message that very rigorous cost discipline is still needed. And I think that the bosses of those carriers will be secretly grateful for that. Yes. And finally, where do you think this leaves Etihad's strategy? They've spent hundreds of millions of dollars buying minority stakes in multiple different airlines, Air Berlin, for example, the German airline, and then Jet Airways in India and so on. Does this mark a big turning point for that strategy, do you think, the Alitalia debacle? Difficult to know with any certainty what's going on inside Etihad or any of the Gulf carriers. They're private companies. They're controlled in a fairly secretive part of the world. It does look, though, as if there's sort of strategy of minority stakes in European airlines as a way of feeding traffic onto their hubs is waning. The chief executive of Etihad, James Hogan, is on his way out. He's leaving the airline later this year. The strategy was largely his brainchild. Clearly, it's not really worked out in the case of Alitalia. You mentioned Air Berlin. Air Berlin has been a total disaster. I mean, the market capitalization there is something like 70 million euros now. I mean, I think the Austrian airline that they invested in is the only one that's really worked out very well. So I think, yes, it does look like that strategy is ending. Whether that means it will be unwound, though, very, very hard to know. They certainly won't be able to sell any of those stakes at a profit now. Indeed. Jonathan, James, thank you very much.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.